0: Thomas, Editor-in-Chief of UrbanHealthToday.com, part of the DocWire family of medical news sites, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Urban Health Weekly. Our goal each week is to keep you informed of the latest in health and medical news right from today's headlines. It's time to empower yourself with open conversations about your medical care with news that matters to you. So are you ready? Let's get started. I'm Tamara Thomas, Editor-in-Chief of Urban Health Today, and I'm speaking with Sherry McAllister, Doctor of Chiropractic and President of the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress. Today, she's gonna talk about contain and eliminate the history of the American Medical Association versus the chiropractic industry. Great to have you back, Dr.
1: McAllister. Well, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on your podcast. Thank
0: you. I wanna make a quick disclaimer before we start. This is in no way anti AMA, this is history, plain and simple. The AMA also has pages on their website about this very topic. And for me, this is, you know, in order to inform the present, you have to look at the past. So with that, let's jump in. So before we begin, um, can you give us some background about
1: what a doctor of chiropractic
0: does and their role within the medical community?
1: Absolutely. In fact, I am grateful that you did have that disclaimer up front because that is important to distinguish. This is absolutely in no way, shape or form a uh, a slant. It's just giving the medical background that so many people really need to know so they inform themselves on what happened in the past and where we are today. So for chiropractors, our view is in fact different than where a lot of the medical practitioners in today look at a patient. And we do that more in a holistic way. We're actually looking at the patient as a complete whole. We're not just listening to their symptoms, but we're actually taking into consideration the past history that they've been through, and other factors that play into their health care, such as what's happening at home. Is there extra stress at work? Is there something that's happening in that work site that may be causing some of the problems? How about their social unit? Do they have support? And in today's world, we know how important that really is. Yes. And then looking at the environmental impact on that patient. That's the key of where chiropractors sit, and it's slightly different because medical practitioners are looking for the cause of the symptoms, and I can say with certainty that chiropractors are looking for the solution to the whole person wellness.
0: So what was the relationship like between chiropractors and medical providers in the early 80s?
1: Well, let's say it was rather tumultuous. So in the early 1980s, they, they being the medical primary care physicians, we we're just actually starting the relationship with medical doctors. After the publication in the Journal of American Medical Association, they actually revealed to their rank and file, what was their covert activities that in fact they engaged in as an organization. Yes, I said covert activities. And I want that to resonate a little bit because it wasn't till many of the physicians that were members of the AMA actually heard from the AMA, what they had done, that they actually started to build those relationships. And most of them had sent plenty of letters showcasing how appalled they were that this happened.
0: This was from physicians and other healthcare care providers to the AMA. That's correct. So at what point did this friction begin between the AMA and uh,
1: chiropractic industry? There probably isn't a quote time of when the friction began, but let's, let's look at this as a whole. So here's what we know as fact. So knowing there's not really a specific time, but the AMA was actually focused on ensuring a monopoly in healthcare. And that's actually written in the lawsuit. Doctors of chiropractors were actually gaining ground, particularly in the state of Iowa, where in fact, that's where Palmer College started. And that's where the entire profession grew from. And what happened was that the AMA actually wanted to be the sole source of healthcare delivery when it was discovered that chiropractors were gaining legislative advancement and many individuals were now going to doctors of chiropractic for conditions, quite frankly, the medical community was not dealing with all that well. The musculoskeletal conditions such as back pain, neck pain, headaches, injuries, they actually had, because there was so many injuries with the farmers, they had their own name, it was called tractor back which is wow. where farmers were actually having low back pain. So the American Medical Association wanted to stop right there, that trend. And I think that's actually probably where the friction started. If there's, if there's a time for anything, I think that's where we can say safely friction began in, in that environment.
0: So, what happened was farmers began to prefer chiropractic care because it offered them more relief without um, without
1: drugs. Well, isn't that a statement? Let's just stop right there. Has time changed yet? <laughs> i i I think about those things. And you know, riding a tractor, well, many have never done it. It's actually a really, really difficult job to be on the, a, a tractor can have a lot of safety problems. And if you're hopped up on a musculoskeletal pain reliever, uh, you're putting everybody, your whole team at risk um, on who you're working with. And one of the things that I think starts this problem with the, the farmers starting not to get the care that they're looking desperately for was in fact there was this unfortunate underlying current that the medical doctors were being educated about. And it started, and here's the showstopper, it actually started in medical school where they started kind of denouncing what chiropractors, they, qu- they called them quacks. It's actually even a painful statement for me to say, but it's a harmful and difficult moniker that, that even today has come up. It poisoned the minds of those medical physicians. And unfortunately, if you get in in school, what do you do next? You take it with you into private practice, into hospitals, and um, unfortunately, other medical uh, conditions or, or environments that you're going to be. And so that whole public relations campaign for the consuming public, it there was a whole brand new negative articles and major publications and um, syndicated columnists. This is a true story. Ann Landers was paid by the MA to slander the chiropractic um, profession. And so was the beautiful Elizabeth Taylor. And so unfortunately, they were extraordinarily clever in how they pulled this off. And they actually brought and wrote, ghost wrote for many organizations so that they could filter what exactly was going to be said about us and where it was going to be released so it was a very energetic project that they took on enabling them to try to destroy the chiropractic profession
0: you know it's funny you said that uh, about the television i remember as a kid um the free use of the word quack I didn't know at the time what they were referring to, but I remember, so it's funny that you you brought that up because I do remember that term being used a lot in television when I was a little, I'm dating. I remember that as a little girl. The dictionary defines a quack as a fraudulent or ignorant pretender to medical skill. A person who pretends professionally or publicly to skill, knowledge, or qualifications, he or she does not possess a charlatan, what do you say? Ouch.
1: <laughs> I mean that doesn't that ring poorly and and I wanted to share an example with you. So they're calling us not well educated or trained. Hold that thought. Yeah. Then when chiropractic colleges or institutions wanted to hire an MD or a PhD to teach in their chiropractic colleges, those individuals that they were going to hire were threatened by the AMA threatened that if they took a job at a chiropractic college, they would be blackballed by the medical colleges. So you can't have it both ways. You can't claim DCs are less trained and then prevent individuals from participating in the educational process. So quack is a very unfriendly and undeserved terminology. I mean, because the
0: fact is is that the average chiropractor is extremely educated and very knowledgeable Um, I would argue in, in more ways because of the holistic nature of what you do, because you also look at the primary food, um, more so than doctors who really sort of look at a part of the body and they don't interrelate the other parts of the body. So it's a very different and I would argue. Um, I don't want to say superior. That's my bias, but uh, much more rounded uh, look at the human body. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, if I were a chiropractor, I, I'd take issue with that, the use of that word as well.
1: Well, well said. I, I very much agree with you. Were there other, how, how else did they? There is, in fact, let me, let me share one clever, in, in my personal opinion, despicable way that the AMA did is, is they actually, they didn't want to be seen as the villain directly. Um, so what in fact they would do is ghostwrite opposition positions for groups affiliated with the AMA. Who's affiliated uh-huh. with the AMA? The American Health and um, Association, the American Heart Association, the American Arthritis uh-huh. Association. So can you imagine when they would write these position papers for them so they could directly just read from their position papers? Um, in the press releases and the conference, it's literally just translating. They get up on stage at the American Heart Association and they would literally read the AMA's press release as if it was their own. And these affiliated organizations then became opposed to chiropractic through this very unhealthy and very unfortunate, um, slanderous and malaligned issue. So there's there's a lot going on in that particular realm but imagine too that we weren't the only ones we were just the ones that they were really pressing down on because we were gaining the greatest advantage because I know the podiatrists have had several different conversations with them they were denounced because orthopedists also work on similar problems and Mm -hmm. psychologists were denounced because psychiatrists were dealing with mental problems same with optometry You have your optometrist, they getting denounced because ophthalmologists were involved in the eye. So it was the same story over and over again, only first front and center, the assault came on chiropractic. So what impact did this have on the field? Well, you have so many of the colleagues that are in the medical profession afraid to refer to a chiropractor. And the colleagues were feeling, you know, frustrated, disappointed because they wanted to help their patient. But imagine where the patient was. Yeah. Some of them were told, you know, if you go to a chiropractor, you'll no longer receive medical care. It, it is a stopping <laughs> moment and it it's actually a fact. And it's written in deposition in some of the papers in the in the Wilkes case. So it's, it's a big deal that, that really took over this profession and the healthcare of Americans across the nation. And so how did patients react to this? Did they, did they back away or? They, I'm so glad you asked that question because it's really, uh, there's a book and it's, it's actually sitting right beside me. It's called, It's Your Body, Your Choice. And it's by uh, Dr. Moshe. Uh, Marowitz, and it's an account. I actually read it. They gave it to me in Maine when I visited their conference um, a few months back. I read it. It was, I could not put it down. Um, and it had to do with how they were, a senator in Maine was going to disallow chiropractic care as an option for patients. And it gives me chills because we don't have the finances. This is a true David and Goliath story. Maine only had 30 chiropractors. So they didn't have the money to come up against the Goliath of of the AMA and the senator put Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. a full court press hard on this. And what happened? 700 patients with signs ranging from I love my chiropractor, please don't take my choice away, to without chiropractic I wouldn't be here today. And they went and picketed, and then they went to the hearing that was unfortunately having to be rescheduled because there was too many people that came to Talk about taking chiropractic away. And with those 700 patients that got to get their voice on the record, showstopper moment. Those 30 chiropractors, they won and their patients won. And it shows that when a nation demands the care that they deserve, things will change. Wow. 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 That's the power of
0: testimony. So at some point, chiropractors fight back, right? So what was the, how did you take the fight to the AMA? What was the tipping point for you?
1: Well, it sounds like a clandestine novel, but this is true. The, the AMA actually had a fallout with the group, the Scientologists. And in fact, because that happened and only through the grace of who knows that the Scientology they actually leaked the documents that they had in their possession from the AMA. Oh, wow. And for the first time written in the AMA documentation was contain and eliminate the chiropractic oh, wow. profession. It written in their own handwriting and that was leaked. And unfortunately, and fortunately when these doc documents were actually released, then a lawsuit was filed and The unfortunate part, the AMA started shredding documents and the court intervened and ordered preservation of documents in place. And when the documents were actually discovered as having originated by the AMA, the litigation against the AMA and others who tried um, to contain and eliminate happened. And the great news, the chiropractors won. In fact, on September 25th, 1987 gets dinner is an amazing judge she issued her opinion that the ama quote has violated section 1 of the sherman act and that it had engaged in an unlawful conspiracy in restraint of trade to contain and eliminate the chiropractic profession and she further stated that the ama had entered into a long history of illegal behavior, and then she issued a, quote, permanent injunction against the AMA under Section 16 of the Clayton Act to prevent such futures behaviors, and that's really the key. However, as we all know, sometimes people do get away, and, she, and we have records and an understanding that others were involved, but she didn't exonerate two of the defendants, Hmm. the Joint Commission on Accreditation for Hospitals and the American College of Physicians. They were actually in some of the Scientology documents, but they were dismissed from the case. Hmm. And I think, as you can see, clearly the case was significant. However, it was only the start of what the benefits of that long trial were for a patient needing non-farm care
0: Absolutely. So what happened as a result? So how, how, did, that, how did that change for patients?
1: So and- the excitement was now a patient isn't going to hide in the dark. Literally, patients were going to chiropractors in the dark so that their, their uh, medical providers didn't know that they were attending. So now they could be more open and say, I'm seeing a chiropractor. Great news. MDs that were disgusted by this activity opened their referral pads up and said, let's try going to a non-farm option first. And then the laboratories, they would never see a a referral from a doctor of chiropractic. Now, they would take blood orders or x-ray orders. Hospitals would allow the patients to come in for diagnostic services and the insurance companies. There was the big kicker. The insurance companies then began to change their policy and the general public actually recognized that chiropractic had value and that the actual profession credibility that we never had before until this whole thing started. And we had a campaign against us because as you noted, we are very well-trained on the whole person. Yes. So
0: the AMA, as I said, um, they have been open about their history with chiropractors. As I said, they dedicated space to this on the website. However, I still haven't seen um, universal referring out to NPPs um, to and chiropractors. So I wondered two things. Um, did they ever issue an apology for their actions? A and B, where does chiropractic stand today versus where it stood pre-AMA hostilities?
1: Well, if you're asking me if they stood on a stage and announced how bad they were, <laughs> the answer is no. Um, they followed through with the court litigation request, which was they had to publicize and keep that publication on their website. So that's why you can read about this. But let's be honest, you got to dig down 10 layers into trying to find what really happened. Mm -hmm. So history will show that the AMA has been less about health care and more in my opinion about an unhealthy relationship with big pharma Mm. if you can give a pill you know there's the old saying a pill for every ill and what i like to say the McAllister quote the future a dc to whom will nurture so you're looking at the volumes of information now coming out where a a patient demands choice and where does the chiropractic um, profession stand now before ama well There's no comparison. In fact, today, all of the chiropractic colleges are in fact accredited. Several universities are planning and already have planned to have chiropractic in their college lineup. Hospitals, they're employing chiropractors directly. And a lot of the hospital delivery systems are contemplating how to best treat their employees with a holistic approach and what better way, than a hands-on approach with a chiropractor. So you got insurance companies covering chiropractic. And I think now more than ever, we're starting to collaborate on the research. And that's huge because when when collaboration in research happens, the patient's in a win-win because now they know, research states. And so NIH is starting to actually share grants with us. So the credibility of the chiropractic profession is now greater than ever. That's fantastic. Um- Did you say that
0: hospitals are now looking to include um, chiropractic
1: as part of care for their staff? Absolutely. Imagine having gone through a pandemic and the medical burnout. Yeah. So if you're physically burned out, what are you giving your, your employee? Are you, are you giving them an opiate, a muscle relaxer? How are you really helping them? You right. know, mental health and chiropractic go hand in hand. And when there's mental burnout, there's physical burnout. they just, it's just how the body and nature of, of a professional outcome happens when you're overworked. And now when you start to think about the benefits that chiropractic offers, the holistic Honest approach of talking to them about their sleep habits, their nutrition, their physical well being, and exercise. That comes from a highly trained individual. And that's where chiropractic prospers. We touch our patients. We feel literally their pain. And many of them are stressed out, tension, headaches, back pain. They've been on their feet 12 to 16 hour days over the pandemic. And I truly, I truly give a call out to all of them because. We absolutely 100% respect and appreciate every single one of you for handling the pandemic the way you did and trying to help patients as, as at your utmost with the tools that you have. And it's the tools that chiropractic has that I think really makes a difference in their lives. You know,
0: it's interesting that, um, that they recognize the benefits of it for themselves. But what about patients? I still haven't seen a wholesale... Um, full-throated endorsement across the board. Look, we had we we're still battling the opioid epidemic, right? Where, where doctors I think by and large are still giving to here take this pill instead of here see Dr. So and so see Dr. McAllister.
1: Uh, what about patients? It has to be a patient-centered approach, and your question is phenomenally important in today's world because when you center it around the patient, you're going to learn a couple of things, and, and you're absolutely right. There isn't a huge following and push to chiropractic care, and why is that? I will tell you there's still some pretty significant curmudgeons that run the American Medical Association and other Uh, professional organizations that still have a slant for chiropractic. And that's my experience to date. The older MDs that were trained about how bad we were, the bias is still there. It's very, very difficult to break bias as we know. And so it's going to take time. And most importantly, it's doing exactly what you're doing right now is helping us understand that disease care is not health care and that the chiropractic approach is holistic and concerns itself with the individual and finally the best approach to anything is is the conservative approach this
0: makes me think of what happened um, at the turn of the century to midwifery where midwifery was very popular among immigrant and low-income women Um, birth rates and maternal uh mortality was not an issue and then states began to lean on midwives and push them out and then what ended up happening Maternal mortality went up infant mortality went up you just saw that when you took the whole person out of the care the quality of the care decreased so it, it, i'm glad you guys fought back and uh, How can our listeners learn more about this topic?
1: Well, there is an actual book and the book is called Contain and Eliminate. And it has a fabulous background on what is the facts what are the stats what really happened who was impacted some of the amazing celebrities that were actually involved uh the book the book like i said could be a netflix documentary and maybe it should be but um there is a new podcast episode that we're calling the history maker record breaker podcast and we're asking that consumers listen to this legendary speaker It's getting released on September 15th. It's close to our 127th birthday of chiropractic, and it's on Adjusted Reality. It's actually a podcast series that's trusted by the adjusted, and it's featuring Dr. Lou Sportelli, and everyone in the profession absolutely adores this man. He's 60-plus years in practice, and he is an epic legend in being part of that lawsuit and being able to showcase how the past started to impact the present. And he also is a thought leader for healthcare. So he talks about the present, and he moves you into the future. And for those that are listening, never ever take for granted your options, your barriers to care are real. And we need to inspire you by this podcast to share with you some of the barriers that uh, that are in place against you even today so we welcome your listeners to learn more about chiropractic if they don't have a doctor of chiropractic they can go to our website f4cp.org slash find a doctor but we have a lot of information out there for your listeners and we're just very grateful to be able to educate because once you know you do better that's exactly right Sharon
0: McAllister. Thank you so much. As always, a pleasure talking to you, a pleasure learning from you.
1: Absolutely, my pleasure. We thank you for getting this information out and 100% agree with you that, in fact, it is our AMA friends that can work with us and build a bigger, brighter, braver future for our consumers.
0: Thanks for listening to Urban Health Weekly today. I hope you'll join me and my friends next week so you can stay informed and inspired to take control of your health. See you next time.